the little girl's mom came up and she said she was so in love with this book. She's like, every time Jojo said that she was Ojibwe, she said, I am too, I am too. She was so excited. And she's like, I cannot thank you enough for this book. Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Co Primo. Miigwech for joining us today. Native Lights is, at its core, a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week, we have wonderful conversations with great guests from a whole lot of different backgrounds. These are policymakers, healers, artists, entrepreneurs, social media content creators, you name it. Uh, we talk to them about their gifts and how they share those gifts with the community. And it all centers around uh, this big point of purpose in our lives. And uh, I can't wait to continue that today. And uh, let's go. Leah, how you doing? Oh, yes. I am very good. I am, I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Very good. I got my... Holy, I gave you that <laughs> I got the Magua, Magua. the Magua shirt on that you gave me for Christmas <laughs> from Last of the Mohicans. <laughs> Last of the Mohicans. That was originally a book. Right? You betcha. Did you ever read it? Uh, I did not, but I... Just the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Well, me too. Like, I haven't read it. (laughs) You know, nowadays I don't read so much. I listen. Mm. I do the audiobooks. So are you listening to anything or reading anything lately? Uh, You know, sci-fi. It's this Red Rising series. Mm. And then um, there's this one called Children of Time. And, you know, just... Something to listen to before falling asleep. Sometimes I have to like rewind it because like, I just, you know, fall asleep and I forget everything. But um, slowly get through I do that. that too. <laughs> just set that little timer for like a half an hour. Otherwise, I just sleep through the whole book and then like dream about the book, yeah. what's happening in it. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly I'm on a spaceship and all that stuff. So, <laughs> anyways, how are you? What are you, uh, reading or listening to or well i i listen to podcasts and books nonstop but i am reading voices from pejutazizi dakota stories and storytellers by teresa peterson and walter super labat stories told by five generations of a dakota family you know when daniel my husband heard this book was coming out he ordered it right away pre-ordered it and was really excited to get it in the mail and it's awesome it has all these stories uh, pictures family trees so you can really sure. visualize the you know who's talking or who's sharing um it's it's actually really wonderful and we interviewed her on Wisdom Continuum, mm. our other podcast, so uh, which was pretty awesome. But today we're going to chat more about books and Native representation in the library system, and we'll also hear some book recommendations to yeah. add to your reading list this year. <laughs> our guest today is Allison Waka. Allison Waka is Menominee and Navajo. She lives in Minneapolis and works in community outreach. Allison's currently a member at large with the American Indian Library Association and is one of the Library Journal's 2021 Movers and Shakers. How about that? That sounds awesome. Allison's professional interests include exploring library land acknowledgement practices, developing community-led library programs, 
and elevating the voices and perspectives of the Native community near and far. So... Um, super excited to talk to her, and actually, she is here. Buju, <laughs> Buju Allison, welcome to Native Lights. Hi, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, so let's get going. Uh, uh, could you please introduce yourself and uh, where you're joining us from? Maybe a quick background. Yeah, um, sure. Allison Waka. Um, my clans are Tatnasani and Awasa. Um, and I'm a nominee in Navajo. Um, my parents are Lawrence Waka and Mary Alice Sosi. And I am here in Minneapolis where I live and work. So, Allison, we're here to talk about you and your work and how you got into your career. Yeah. Can you tell us a bit, just kick it off by telling us a bit about your role uh, with oh, the sure. Henry County Library System? Well, I got into my role, um, you know, I, I hadn't all... Uh, like learn this lesson early on, but I have learned it, let's say in the last like 10 years or so to listen to my mom. (laughs) Like whatever my mom says, like (laughs) I should have listened to her in fourth grade when I got a perm. You know, she said That's another thing I can relate to. (laughs) (laughs) But this this, uh, job posted um, and she... Uh, said, you have to try for it. You you have to go for mm. it. And my mother's a librarian. Um, mm. She was more academic. She's um, So it's a little different than what I'm doing now in public libraries, but um, it really is the best job for me. Um, really enjoying it. It brings books and community together, two of my favorite things. And so, um, yeah, I got the job. I've been at, at Hennepin County for uh, going on five, I think this is my fifth year now. And um, so I'm still with the library, but I'm also working with community engagement services, which is on um, for for the county as a whole. Fantastic. So a lot about community and library. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And sometimes it seems like, like, who is the library for? Maybe that's like kind of one of those big questions. Like, who do we see in the library? Who feels welcome in the library? And are those the type of things that you seek to answer and support? Right. My priority is always my community and my people, our people. And so um, when this job was really at first to increase like library library card holders in, in the Native community. But being in the library, I really saw that I wanted to do more. Um, so really informing staff and um, decreasing like the invisibility that we have in libraries and then also creating programs. So that's what my grant that I work under is mostly geared to getting books into new books, new native authored books um, into people's homes and also supporting uh, the native community and programming that they would like to see through the library. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And today we're speaking with Allison Waka, who is Menominee and Navajo. She lives in Minneapolis and works in community outreach in the Hennepin County Library System. Okay, so let's keep talking about that. Uh, You developed a Native Employee Resource Group for library and county staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Can you talk a bit about the importance of hiring and retaining Native library staff? Yeah, so when we when I first started, I was really alone. I didn't have, I didn't know of another Native working at the library. And, um, you know, <laughs> Native communities, we need each other, right? Like, so I, I wasn't used to this feeling of um, just not having people. And so... Um, we started the native staff team for the library, which we called Makoche. And, uh, it, it, there's, there's like seven of us that are native at the library and we come together each month. Um, and then I also started, or I co-started, I guess the, uh, the, uh, indigenous employee resource group. I was sitting in orientation at Hennepin County and they were naming off all these employee resource groups. And, um, there wasn't a native one. So I'm sitting there thinking, oh, well, I know what my first job is. Uh, (laughs) So um, got that started with the Department of Equity and Inclusion. And um, and so there's a good a good number of us now that we come together each month and we have events and we are really um, one about bringing the native folks together, um, the native staff together, and then also just um, creating support for retention and recruitment and also um, educating our fellow staff members, you know, that we are here. Uh, We work here, we live here. Um, And um, so, yeah, so I got those started. And then we also have the, the native advisory council, which we started, oh gosh, it's been over a year now that it's been, been going. And we have a really great group of, uh, library lovers. And um, (laughs) so, yeah, those are the groups that we kind of, we got started and it really has shown, um, brought us together as staff members and it just makes it better to support the community as well. Right. Yeah. That seems, that was kind of my next line of thinking was how important it is to have these, have staff and leaders at in the library system in order to better serve the community as well. Right. And you also mentioned making sure to get native authored books into homes. So does that also play a role in that? How, how do you make sure that native authored books get into the hands of citizens? Well, it's, it's not too hard. Um, (laughs) Because they're good books. Yeah, they really, people really love books. So we, um, we go to like last few years that we've been at the farmer's market that's here, the, the native farmer's market. And um, we, like one I gave away recently last summer was uh, Jojo McCoons by Don Quigley and um, gave it to a little girl. There's two little girls, sisters. And I saw them then at the Minneapolis school's powwow like a month later and the little girl's mom came up and she said she was so in love with this book she's like every time jojo said that she was ojibwe she said i am too i am too she was so excited and she's like i cannot thank you enough for this book and those are the, the i mean that's the whole reason that this grant exists and um it really, it, it touches my heart and it, it really makes all the, the lugging the books in and out of the car and everything so worth it. 
And I say this a lot, but when I was growing up, I did not have any books, not one book that a native person was in. And so I'm really happy that things have shifted and changed um, now for my son and my nieces where they have books like uh, Josie Dances and and everything that that they can see themselves in. And um, another one I like is like Go Show the World by Wab Canoe. Uh, My son just loves that book, but it has Native heroes in it. And it really illustrates that you can do anything and be anything. So it's really wonderful to to get the books into people's hands. That's really great. Uh, I agree that I didn't really read anything that, you know, represented Native culture as a child. The closest thing I got to was those, the comic books that our Uncle Steve uh, illustrated. Uh, well, he illustrated the covers of them. And then I uh, didn't really read anything till college. So it must, it must definitely give you that drive when you, you see kids reading this and, and actually seeing that representation. I, I can't imagine... I can see how it gives you fuel to, you know, continue this mission that you're doing for sure. Right. You know, growing up, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I thought I was going to be a lawyer and then I thought I was going to be a social worker. But um, this really is the perfect job for me. <laughs> my love of books and, um, and, and really my mom has been a huge support for me and on. And really, there are not many Native librarians. I could say there's like um, less than 300 maybe in the U.S. And she's one of them. And it's it's hard. I think she had, um, you know, a difficult career being um, a Native librarian where there's, she's the only one, right? And um, so she's been a huge support system for me during this time. And, but yeah, I really love my job and, and I really hope that I can continue long-term, especially now when there's so many really cool native authored books coming out. And so we'll be doing a, a few other things um, like with Mary Key Book Club we have coming up. It's a, a partnership with the Star Tribune. We'll be reading the uh, Indigenous People's History of the U.S. So that'll be like a free ebook online. And then hey, that's like April, May. And then um, for May, to celebrate Clyde Belcourt's birthday, I'll be giving away um, his book at Franklin Library. So there's some good soon-to-be opportunities to get a free book. Excellent. And we'll make sure to link on minnesotanativenews.org those events, or at least the website uh, to those events. And on the subject of libraries still, I mean, the Hennepin County Public Library system, and I'm sure they're not alone, but there's a lot of work to be done with making up for or atoning. I'm trying to find the right word here, but there's some troubled history right. uh, in the in the past with libraries. Yeah. And I want to make sure to ask you about Thomas B. Walker and the history of the library system. And that's a popular name around Minnesota, a city and an art center <laughs> named after him. Um, can you give us a little history of that and kind of what kind of what are we dealing with yeah. I think, when it comes to so, uh, the history of the library system? So uh, libraries really were first created for the wealthy and the elite to gain more knowledge and keep the knowledge at the top, right? So um, it wasn't what 
libraries, now we like to say libraries are for everyone, but that wasn't always the case. Mm -hmm. And so TB Walker created um, the city of Minneapolis's library system. He, and um, that later then merged with Hennepin County. And so it's all one system now. Um, But yeah, he was uh, um, lumber, Baron, or I don't know what he would call him, but he... That sounds accurate. (laughs) (laughs) But he he went and really pillaged the the reservations for their lumber and basically was the Jeff Bezos of the time. He was Hmm. the richest man in the world off of lumber. And um and And stealing lumber. Yes, yes. So reservations. Exactly. And so um it it is hard to see him as a name here used in Minnesota. We do have a, a library called Walker here in Minneapolis. And it, it's it's inside Walker is the Bede Makaska room, which seems so contradictory, right? Like it's, uh, <laughs> if we, if people really knew um, who Walker was, um, I think things would possibly change. Um, I mean, that's a hope for me. And I think a lot of us share that, um, especially with like the changes that have been happening here in Minnesota with name changes, um, like the Two Rivers High School. And so I hope that um, that will be a, a soon to be um, thing here at Hennepin County. You also uh, you work on library land acknowledgement. Could you talk a little bit about how that process works and what acknowledgements um, you've worked on and things like that? Yeah, so we are currently working on one. I think I can say that um, at Hennepin County. Um, and it's going to be a process. I, I really... Um, want to make sure that there's action items attached to our land acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. So it's not just words. And I really want there to be an element of learning for our staff. So um, looking at some educational lessons regarding like boarding schools and sovereignty and um, MMIW. So really taking a land acknowledgement, uh, I think it's an, uh, Dr. Kate Bean likes to say it's like the first step. But there has to be things that um, I'm slowly curating one or helping to support one here at the county and um, alongside or with the support of the Native Advisory Council that we have here and the Indigenous Employee Resource Group and um, just a few other staff members that that are part of my work group. So hopefully um, by year's end, we can have something in motion. Very nice. Yeah, but I really like, I think libraries, there are some libraries out there like Seattle or they, they, they have a land acknowledgement, but it's posted on their website and there just doesn't seem to be more attached to that. And I would like to see that. Right. Because there needs to be. So, yeah, exactly. Kate Bean, Dr. Kate Bean, right? Mm-hmm. That's a great first step. A first step in any sort of healing, right? Right. Is acknowledgement. Right. Work after that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be extremely exhausting hard work, but it can be like learning, reading a native book or um, learning about native foods or 
um, you know, like learning about aspirin, you know, it's like just, mm. just kind of diminishing that, um, you know, native contributions are in life all around us. And um, it's just really giving the credit where it's due, mm-hmm. long overdue. <sighs> Absolutely. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're speaking with Allison Waka. Allison is Menominee Navajo. She lives in Minneapolis and works in community outreach with the Hennepin County Public Library. We're talking books and Native representation in libraries and serving the Native community. So... Let's talk about books. What are you reading right now, Allison? Um, well, we have a book club um, that we support, the Native Women and Friends Book Club, and they are currently reading um, The Sentence by Louise Erdrich. And so we're, we're just starting that. Um, very exciting because my sister is is in the, one of the first pages. Louise writes about Birch Burke oh. uh, books, and oh. my sister's name is in there. So it's really kind of cool <laughs> to see her name in print. Awesome. It's called The Sentence? Yes. Mm-hmm. Can you give us just a brief, like, one or two mm-hmm. sentence synopsis? No no spoilers, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, um, my understanding is it's about a pretend Indian um, oh. and revolving around that topic. So I, I have gotcha. just read the intro sure. so far. So I haven't started it yet, but... But that helps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you've probably read, you know, Marcy Rendon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just love Murder on the the Red River. Um, And, you know, now in my work, too, I'm getting to know, like, Marcy. And it's just such a joy to to get to know these authors. And they're such wonderful people, you know. Um, So it's been a joy. I was able to interview Marcy for um, a, a Minnesota Reads book club. And that was just so much yeah. fun on, on this book. And um, I think she has a third one coming out or, or her, it just had a new cover or something too. So um, always look forward to what Marcy's writing. So yeah, she's more up my, my style. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I Googled quickly and I saw that you, you did a discussion with her. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. How do you, how do you approach, you know, preparing for... You know, do you, obviously you read the book. I mean, you can't not read the book, right? <laughs> but like, like, what do you want to? What do you want to ask her? Like, what what types of things do you do you look for? Well, I usually ask an author, "What's your favorite library?" <laughs> there you go. Well, that's always my go-to. Um, <laughs> and you know, where do you like to write? Or and and a lot of times, this is what's so shocking to me. A lot of times is authors or native authors. We, we, from early on, I think we have this, like, um, that, you know, it's, it's mostly white males that are authors or, you know, and, and, um, we are, if anyone is, are writers in this world, it's, it's natives. Like we are, um, storytellers at our core from the very beginning. And so Mm -hmm. it's really nice to see these native authors and like pave the way to something that I think is already in our, 
genes, I guess you could say. So, but it's just kind of operating in that publishing world and how to really knock down the walls to get there. And uh, part of my work work, uh, of this past year was with the American Indian Library Association and their youth literature awards. And it was really nice to see how many books that we received. um, And and a lot of them are from small publishing houses. And and so it was really cool to see like how, how that's coming about and... That, that I have to say was probably the best part of my last year was coming home and a book in the mail. Like I was getting books like every other day. Um, people don't tell you about that kind of thing. So you can review <laughs> books for a living, you know, this is, so it's, I, it was just such a joy to, to get it. And they're all native authors. Um, and we got close to, I think a hundred books. So it was really exciting to wow. choose those. Okay, Allison. Um, last question here. I'll ask you about book recommendations. Do you have some books you'd recommend by Minnesota authors for folks to add to their reading lists this year? Um, I well, I'll I'll pick Jojo McCoon's. Um, it's just I just it's such a cute book. Um, so that's about first grade level. Um, a little Ojibwe girl. I mentioned that one earlier. Um, I really like um, what am I, else am I thinking of for Minnesota? But the one you mentioned earlier, I've been. That's kind of that's on my to do list um, from the History Center. Um, oh, voices from Pajuta. Yes, so that's yeah. on my my list. And um, so Minnesota authors, and then. So Diane Wilson's Seed Keeper, I'd really have to, that one is, is a good read. Um, so I'm trying to think of Minnesota. Usually they're like, the, well, one, I, he's not from Minnesota, but he is Ojibwe. Um, Moon of the Crested Snow. Um, we read that for book club. And I have to say like, that was, it, it's kind of a, a, a it was, I feel like a really good pandemic read because it, it, it deals with like, um, um, being isolated on the reservation and, um, but some folks in book club thought, oh, this is, it's too close to home. (laughs) So, um, I, I enjoyed it because I felt like I really could relate to some of the things that were happening in it. Um, so I, I like that one. Um, and he's Ojibwe um, from Canada. It's so. a great title. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's an easier read. It's <laughs> Hooks not, you in right away. Not too too hard, but I like that one. Okay. Great. Yeah. Well, Allison, thank you so much for taking time to chat with yeah, us. Yeah, thank you so much. And sharing about how you got into your career and the importance of representation in the library system. All of that. Yeah, there's a lot, actually. <laughs> so exciting. We're covering a lot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Looking back, yeah. Excellent. How yeah. about that? I got some recommendations to put on the list, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And we'll make sure to uh, put those in the show notes for the episode here on the website and uh, in the podcast description. So look for that. Thank you, Miigwech, to Allison Waka. Allison Waka lives in Minneapolis and works in community outreach. 
And she's Menominee and Navajo. I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabamin. Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org.